It's on. Oh, yeah, we are back. And by we, I mean me. It's JC. We're going solo on this Tuesday. And uh, <clears throat> Frozen Frenzy Tuesday. We have the recap of everything here for episode number 71 of uh, the Covert Show as we get this uh Look around the league. We'll talk about all 16 games here in this one, including my New Jersey Devils, who, spoiler alert, picked up the win. RC's good old Golden Knights, who came back and picked up a W. Uh, we'll also talk about good old uh, Florida as well, as uh, the Florida Panthers were in action in uh, the uh, Frozen Frenzy and without further ado, we jump into game one. It was the Maple Leafs getting the better of the Capitals, despite the Capitals shooting on goal twice as much as the Maple Leafs. 38-17 shots on goal differential there, not even particularly close. We looked a little bit more in depth at this game. You look at shots on goal, 38-17. Maple Leafs got out of the first period with a one to nothing lead as Riley was able to get it across time of that goal on a power play goal, nonetheless, 12:53. Second period is where uh, the Maple Leafs really put the game away. They were able to get a Tavares goal on a tip-in, an Elander goal, and then an Austin Matthews goal on a power play shot, made it 4-0. Alex Ovechkin would get his first of the year on the power play with 11 seconds left in that second period, that would be the remainder of the scoring. Toronto's goalie would get the first star, saving all but one. Austin Matthews, the second star, with a goal and an assist. And Alexander Ovechkin would get the third star, scoring a goal. Stat lines for this one. It was... An interesting first period, the Maple Leafs get outshot 17-5, but still remained on top one nothing. Got outshot every single period, including the third period, where they only got three shots on goal. Didn't wind up mattering. Uh, penalties were pretty even amongst the team. Toronto had four penalties called, and uh, Capitals had three, including a delay of game hooking and abuse of officials and a penalties that were called against the Maple Leafs, hooking, holding, uh, hooking again on a breakaway, got a penalty shot rather than a penalty, and tripping was called in that game. As uh, you look at the box score a little bit closer, power plays, two up three for Toronto, one up three for Washington, uh, penalty minutes for both six hits 13 10 in favor of the Capitals blocks 14 13 in favor of the Caps as well like I said they took control shooting wise at least 38 17 Maple Leafs get the win in that one four to one the final score there looking elsewhere the second game that was concluded was the Buffalo Sabres another team that was outshot knocking off the Senators Buffalo got outshot 38-24. It didn't end up making a difference. Scorers in that one. Skinner in the first off a snapshot. A tip-in from Grigginson's. Grigginson's, easy for me to say. 2-0 Buffalo after one uh, in that first period, getting outshot 10-8, similar to the Toronto matchup. Uh, and then in the second, Skinner, it would be a goal from uh, the uh, 
senators in there as well. Buffalo would get two back, including Thompson, uh, who picked up his second. Tarasenko, Norris, and Joseph would get it back within one. Thompson would get his second uh, shorthanded goal as uh, that one in all likelihood an empty netter as there was only 23 seconds left. Shots on goal not as widely uh, spread as the Toronto game. 10-9 in the second. Buffalo favored that. 19-6. Ottawa played a great third period. Just kind of ran out of time. Uh, There were uh, several penalties in this. We'll talk about that uh, head-to-head stats there. Five penalties for the Ottawa Senators. Boy, you go one for five and lose by two. That leaves a lot of questions at the end of the day. 31 penalty minutes for Buffalo, 27 for the Ottawa Senators. A lot of penalty, a lot of action. Uh, Tage Thompson got a couple of penalties. Brady Kachuk on there as well. Uh, A little bit of feistiness happened at the um, Alex Tuck. Interfered against Brady Kachuk. Then an instigation, then they fight. Brady Kachuk gets a misconduct. Uh, Kachuk getting thrown out of the game for fighting. It's not the most surprising thing. Uh, Then Vladimir Tarasenko and Dylan Cousins come together at 17-23 for some roughing after uh, Cousins slashed Tarasenko. Uh, Those two would get a couple of roughing penalties there. Dylan Cousins actually gets misconduct out of the whole thing as well. Uh, A little bit of feistiness there. Uh, Stats outside of that, uh, 16-15 hits for Ottawa in that category. Blocks 16-9 as the Buffalo Sabres win that category and win the game again despite being outshot by 14. Game three of the Frozen Frenzy going in the order of which uh, these were started. The Lightning, another team that was the one that shot less, Uh, Knock off the Hurricanes in shutout fashion, a goal a period as they were outshot 32-23. Doesn't matter. Lightning get the win. It was point in uh, the first as well as Paul in the third. Barra Bowlett, if I'm pronouncing that right, in the second on a tip-in. This one pretty balanced outside of a strong third period from uh, the Hurricanes. 12-8 12-8 Tampa in the first, 11-6 and 13-5 in the second and third, respectively, for the Hurricanes. Uh, some penalties again in this game as uh, the two teams, some roughing calls in there as well, another misconduct. Uh, Braden Lemieux picked that up for the Hurricanes. Uh, other stat lines in the 3-0 win for the Lightning. The teams are bad on the power play in this one. Uh, combined for one for eight. Oh, and four for the Hurricanes. One for four for Tampa. Uh, penalty minutes skewed pretty heavily. Thirty-seven penalty minutes. Uh, for the Carolina Hurricanes, seventeen for the Lightning, and you look a lot of that. There was two misconducts against the Hurricanes late in the game. Some frustration, I'm sure. A couple of fighting. Uh, calls in there as well roughing as uh, the uh, two teams really mixed it up two of the teams you kind of expect on the eastern side to be pretty good Uh, blocks 17-6 lightning dominate that category hits were even as the lightning win that game a three to nothing 
So three games of our 16 we're talking about. The fourth one, my Devils were in action against the Montreal Canadiens, where the first team to outshoot and win 34-29 on shots. This game was slow to start with for the Devils. It takes a long time. Uh, Barron would score in four or just under six minutes. And then the Devils finally get her going. It was Holtz, his first of the season on a backhand. Play really set up nicely by Timo Meyer and Dougie Hamilton made it 1-1. On to the second they go, and this is where Tyler Toffoli, a name we're going to be talking about a lot in this matchup, set up shop. He gets the only second period goal, and it was late. Under two minutes to go, made it 2-1 going to the third period, and then it was Nico Heeshier, the captain, getting one after it was called off. He had one called off earlier uh, in the match for goalie interference, uh, set up by Hughes and Bratt as uh, Tyler Toffoli would follow that up about seven minutes later with one of his own on a power play goal. Should be noted, Heeshier's was too. As Matheson, off of the Caulfield assist, would get it back for two. Toffoli, empty netter late in the game, and that would make it 5-2 and give Toffoli his fourth goal of the season, third in the game. He had a hat trick as uh, the players in order of the three stars of the game. Toffoli probably should have been the first star, but Jack Hughes gets it. He had four assists, pretty doggone good game from him. Toffoli with the hat trick, and then Barron with his goal was the third star of the game. Um, a little, not any huge penalties. Eric Halla took a bad one late in the game as uh, uh, puck over glass delay a game. Uh, Jack Eye was called for a holding against Curtis Lazar. John Marino with a roughing call. And uh, Kovacevic. Easy for me to say, tripped in the first. Brendan Smith had interference. Uh, Kevin Ball interference. Jake Evans roughing and Justin Barron cross-checking. Curtis Lazar was two of the penalties were called for things that uh, happened against him. Other stat lines in the Devils win. Played well from the face-off. 63% from the face-off. Outshot the Canadians. 34-29. Two for four on the penalty, or on the power play, I should say. One for four on the penalty where the Canadians, both teams had eight minutes of penalty minutes. The Devils out hit the Canadians 17-14. 20 blocks for the Canadians compared to just 12 for uh, the Devils. So there you go. There's four of the 16. We're a quarter of the way through as uh, these two teams, uh, as these teams matched up on Frozen Frenzy Tuesday here on this Tuesday night. Elsewhere, it was the Stars and Penguins. Stars, one of those teams in the West that's slated to be good. Pittsburgh, preseason at least, uh, was expected to be good. They seem like they're not really, but we'll get into that more. Um, Pittsburgh outshoots Dallas 39-34. Dallas wins the game with two in both the third and the second periods. First period was Rust's fifth for the Penguins. That would be all they'd score, and it came with just 18 seconds. Make that 28 seconds uh, left in the first period. Second period, the goals came from Robertson, his first. Dadanov had his first. And then in the third, Harley and Johnston scored. 
That made it 4-1. The player stars of the game, Jake Ottinger, allowed one goal. He made a slew of saves, 38 of 39, save percentage of 974. Robertson got the second with a goal and assist. Harley got the third. All three stars go to the stars. So good old Dallas. Shots by period, 18-9 for the Penguins. Basically even in the second, 12-11, still Penguins. 14-9 Dallas in uh, the third. Not a lot of big penalties to talk about. Interferences, for the most part, were called, uh, including a charging call. You don't see that very often. Uh, Mason Marchment charging against Drew O'Connor. Drew O'Connor got a slashing against Marchment. It was a... uh, uh, reactionary penalty there for those two as uh, those were both sent to the box and the teams were bad on the power play combined for 0 for 5 Pittsburgh had three of them penalty minutes 8-6 Dallas hits 13-12 Penguins and blocks 19-9 Dallas almost 20 blocks in the game uh, for the Dallas Stars face off just slightly better Pittsburgh at 53 0.2% again Ottinger an impressive 38 saves in the win we talk about Knicks Panthers now they took on a Sharks team that to be quite fair is not the best team in the West uh, the teams went scoreless in the first Fabian Zetterlin the former devil got things started on the power play for the Sharks Connor Verhage was able to find uh, the back of the net there uh, for the Panthers as uh, for Hagee got the scoring some Reinhardt action in there and the uh, second made it 2-1 and then Stenlin an empty netter late made it 3-1 but boy the Sharks pushed back we talked about how they're not expected to do much in the West but they really did push this Florida Panther team at times Shots by the period, 15-12-9 for the Panthers, 9-10-9 for the Sharks. As, again, a penalty is not a whole lot of note. Uh, Stolarz, the goalie for the Panthers, got the first star. Sam Reinhardt, the second, and Carter Verhage, the third star in this matchup. Other stat lines out of this one, the Panthers winning 3-1 penalty minutes, 8-6 for San Jose. It's a... one of those weird games where the Panthers don't lead that category. Uh, San Jose, one of three on the power play. Florida, one of four. Hits a lot for both teams. 25-18. Sharks lead that category. Also had 23 blocks. So all in all, didn't play a terrible game. 62% uh, from the faceoff circle as well as the Sharks fell to uh, the Panthers in a final of 3-2-1. So there we go. Six of our 16 games completed. We got a lot more to talk about as we move to the Avalanche and the Islanders. Avalanche win a big in this one, but this was another one of those weird games where it took a little bit for the team to get separation. Colorado, 38 shots compared to the Islanders, 32. It was Johansson, Clutterbuck, McCarr scoring in the first, gave Avalanche a 2-1 lead. Then Palmieri and Holstrom gave the Islanders a brief, uh, well, not technically brief, almost 14 minutes of a lead at 3-2. Byram and McKinnon, McKinnon's fourth of the year, made it 4-3. Lead tied it at 4-4. Rantanen, Johansson, and Colton 
score down the stretch to give Colorado the 7-4 lead as uh, that would be the final in that one. Stat lines from this matchup. Both teams score a goal on the power play. Colorado a one for three night. The New York Islanders one for five. Islanders also 62% from the faceoff. Penalty minutes 12-10 Colorado hits. Big difference here. Islanders 21, Colorado 5, and blocks. Islanders much better as well, 20-11 as uh, those two faced off there. The stars of the game, Rantanen, the goal and three assists. McCarr, a goal and two assists. And Clutterbuck for the Islanders, first two from the Colorado, had a goal and an assist in the loss for the Islanders as they would once again fall by a final of 7-4. Overtime doozy between the Red Wings and the Kraken. Kraken get this one as late, about as late as you can get it in overtime as it was Valeno starting things off before the uh, Kraken would score with Schwartz two in a row and then Cartier getting one with 56 seconds to go in the second. Gostas Bear, Larkin, Debrinket made it 4 3 uh, Detroit. And with under two to go, it was McCann tying it. And how about this one? The period of overtime is only five minutes long. Eberly scores with five seconds to go in the overtime period. And that was all it took. The Kraken get the win 5 4. Shots about even. In the first, there was even 11-11, then 13-8 for both the third and the second period, one nothing in overtime that shot the game winner. Box score from this one, we look at some of the numbers, almost even on the faceoffs, 51.7% edge for the Kraken. Two of five, teams actually capitalized on the power play in this game, two of five for the uh, Kraken, 3 of 6 for Detroit, 14 penalty minutes for Seattle, 12 for Detroit. Hits 20 and 16, and blocks 20 and 16, both in favor of Detroit, despite getting beat in overtime by the Seattle Kraken, who have been, <laughs> to say they're off to a tough start, maybe uh, actually kind of being nice about it. Another overtime game between the Ducks and the Blue Jackets. Had a chance to watch some of this one watched most that weren't the first game bemstrom got the first goal to start it off blue jackets led after one strom got his goal late in the second tied it fantilli and leeson scored both in the third for toronto 220 in would get the game winner he'd be the third star fantilli the second star for the jackets and dostal the goalie for the ducks would be the first star Shots went back and forth on this one. 7-9 Columbus, 10-10 in the second. 17-8 Columbus had a great push in uh, the third period and then 2-1 in overtime as uh, the Ducks would go on to pick up the win. 1-for-7. Boy, if you're Columbus, you lose in overtime, you go a dismal 1-for-7 on the power play. 14 penalty minutes for the Ducks. 0-for-4 on their own power play. Columbus had 8 penalty minutes. And the Ducks dominated the faceoff 61%. 11 hits to 6 for Anaheim. 21-16 the blocks in favor of the Ducks as well. So once again, 
chatting about Frozen Frenzy. Uh, probably about halfway through the game, says we got about seven, so we're nine of 16 so far. Sipping on some Mountain Dew Baja Gold as we do this. Uh, a lot of hockey was watched here on this Tuesday, and uh, looking at our next matchup, Bruins taking on the Blackhawks, shutout win, and Boston dominates this one shot-wise, 43-23. Scoreboard-wise, 3-0. They're off to their best start in history for uh, the Bruins at 6-0-0. Started in the second, the game was tied at nothing after one. Pavel Zaka off of Shattenkirk and DeBrusque had a deflected shot, made it one to nothing. Poitras and Frederick Van Riemsdyk on an assist. Geeky and Coyle as well made it. Uh, final of three nothing. Twelve, eighteen, and thirteen. Boy, you're, that's your shots per period there, compared to nine, seven, and seven. Sheer domination. Swayman with the perfect game gets the first star. Pavel Zaka, the former Devil, gets a second star with a goal. Shattenkirk, Boston defenseman, as Boston sweeps the three stars with an assist. And there as well, some more numbers on the dominance. Both teams bad on the power play. 0 for 4 for Boston, 0 for 3 for Chicago, who had 10 penalty minutes, 13 hits, 13 blocks. Chicago, rather Boston, 8 penalty minutes, 15 hits, and 13 blocks. Almost a perfect 50-50 from the face-off circle Blackhawks, or rather Bruins, off to their best start at 6-0-0. Jets, a team... That's off to maybe a bit of a better start. The Blues, uh, this one again, another one went scoreless after one. Gustafson and Appleton got the Winnipeg Jets up early. Bushnevich was able to make a 2-1 on a tip-in power play goal. Then to the third, Connor, Thomas, and Barron score. Blues had it back within one, but a late goal uh, with 1-10 to go as Hellebuck would get the First star, Appleton the second, and Cairo the third for the Blues. Uh, other numbers from this one, 4-2 the final. Blues, 64% from the faceoff circle, 1-4 of four on the power play. Six penalty minutes, 19 hits, 17 blocks compared to Winnipeg, 35.2 on the faceoff, 0-3 of three on the power play, eight penalty minutes, 15 hits, and nine blocks. Winnipeg outshooting the Blues 30-20 in that matchup. Then we go to Blues and Oilers. Oilers, a team that has been laughably underperforming, to be quite honest, here in the early part of the season. Bouchard got the scoring in 40-54 seconds in. Rossi and Hartman would score, make it 2-2 after one. Hartman in the matchup would wind up scoring three times, and including... An explosive five-goal third period for the Wild. Hartman, Zuccarello, Eric Sinek, as well as Hartman and Felino made it 7-4. An absolute beatdown in Minnesota. Stat lines for Edmonton. They were better on the faceoff at 60-40. Better on the power play, 1-5 of five versus 0-3. of three. Better in penalty minutes. Minnesota led that 17-13, but Minnesota also led in hits 18-14 blocks, 16-13 en route to their B 
beatdown of the Edmonton Oilers, a 7-4 to final. Got away from Edmonton there in uh, the third. We move to the Canucks and the Predators. Low shot totals from both teams, but not necessarily horribly low scores. Canucks win 3-2 as uh, they would get... <clears throat> One in the first, two in the second, none in the third. Preds one and one. Sissons and Sherwood, who would be your one star of this game, got goals for the Predators. Minimal penalties. Talking about that, only eight combined penalty minutes. 0 for 3 Nashville on their three chances. 0 for 1 for Vancouver on their one chance. Nashville, better in the face-off circle, 55%. Hits and blocks different. Vancouver, 24-20 on the hits. Predators, uh, 23-15 on the blocks. Again, Canucks win that one, 3-2. A team that's kind of been surprising in the West. And speaking of those teams in the West, we would go to Calgary in our third-to-last matchup. That would see the New York Rangers pick up the 3-1 win. Calgary outshot them 26-20. Blake Coleman, the former Devil, got the home team up. The Flames led 1-0 after one. Lafayette, Kreider, and Gustafson would score for the um, Rangers two of which came on the power play in the second, and that would be enough as they'd go on to win 3-1. Shesterkin looked good in his goalie appearance. Not a lot of surprise there. He would get the uh, second star of the matchup. Other stat lines, the Rangers, 2-for-5 on the power play. 0-for-4 were the Flames. Flames, 60-40 on the the faceoff. They really did a good job on that. Calgary, 12-11 12 to 11 on hits and blocks 23-10 for the Rangers as they would pick up the 3-1 win north of the border. 3-1 was the final in that one. We go to a much more higher scoring game in our second to last game before we break down the standings after this frozen frenzy. 6-3 Kings over the Coyotes. Coyotes McBain got things started. Then it was Kopitar, Lewis, and Moore made it 3-1. And then it was more scoring down the stretch. 2-1, Coyotes got it back within one going to the third, but it would not be enough as they would fall 6-3. Shots on goal for each team, 10-8 and 10 for the Kings. 7-9 and 11 for the Coyotes looking at the rest of the stat line for you. 52% from the faceoff circle were the Kings. One of four for the power play was both teams, although the Arizona Coyotes had 18 minutes of penalties. And <clears throat> Liam O'Brien got a misconduct, so that'll boost the total. That's where a lot of that came from. Uh, 10 uh 20 to 15 hits in favor of the Kings, 13-10 blocks in favor of the Coyotes. Shooting was about even 28-20, but once again, Kings win final 6-3, which brings us to our final matchup of Frozen Frenzy, the nightcap, and it was the Vegas Golden Knights who don't know how to lose. They're now uh, looking at their schedule here. 
They're off to a quick start. They're off to a 7-0 and start. Uh, Barbashev got the scoring done with a backhand off the assist of Eichel and Marchessault. Elsewhere, Cates and then Atkinson, who kind of just threw it at the net and keeper in the, the net uh, for the Golden Knights just kind of knocked it in himself. Paul Cotter has a possible goal of the year on his. Shea Theodore plays hero with mere 33 seconds to go as uh, they would close out, get the come-from-behind win. Theodore, Cotter, and Barbashev, your three stars in that order. For the Golden Knights, who played at home, 6-9 and 14 shots on goal for 29, 8-12 and 8 for 28. Penalties were minimal as uh, both teams went over on the power play. Vegas, better in the face-off circle with 56%. 0 for 3 on the power play were the Knights. 0 for 2 were the Flyers. Penalty minutes, 6 for the Flyers, 4 for the Golden Knights. Hits and blocks favored the uh, Flyers, 18, 17, 29, 18 on the blocks. The previous stat line, the hit, as uh, well, as they say, good teams find a way to win, and that is exactly what uh, the Vegas Golden Knights did. We'll look at the standings after this frozen frenzy. We'll start in the West. Normally don't start over there, but Colorado leading. We'll go through everybody, too. Well, Colorado leads the Western Central Division with a record of 6-0. and So far, a plus-16 goal differential for the Dallas Stars. They're 4-0-1. They won three in a row, notably, as well. Plus-5 in the differential. Minnesota Wild pick up a win. They're now 3-2-1. and Winnipeg and Arizona both three and three. Nashville Predators three and four. The Blues two two and one, and the Blackhawks two and five. Biggest discrepancy in games. Blackhawks and Preds have played seven. Most of the division: Colorado, Minnesota, Winnipeg, and Arizona have played six. Dallas and St. Louis have played five. Pacific Division. Golden Knights 7-0, and and they are opening up a gap here in the early part of the season. They have a plus-15 goal differential. They're perfect 4-0 and at home after the win tonight. Vancouver Canucks may be a surprise in second at 4-2. and L.A. Kings 3-2-1. and Everybody else is not off to a good start at all. Flames and Kraken 2-4-1. and Ducks 2-4. and Edmonton is abysmal to start the year. They're 1-4-1. and Sharks well, they're worse at 05 and 1. Everybody that's not the Golden Knights, Kraken, and Flames in the Pacific have played six games. Those three teams have played seven. We check out the Eastern Division. Atlantic Division has Boston 6 and 0. Detroit Red Wings 5 1 and 1. Maple Leafs at 4 and 2. They've won two in a row. Tampa, 3-2-2. Montreal, 3-2-1. Ottawa, 3-3. 3-3 Florida Panthers. And the Sabres, who a lot of people had high hopes for at the beginning of the year, below 500 at 3-4. Division games played so far, or games played, I should say, uh, for each team in the division. Seven for the Sabres, seven for the Lightning and the Wings. Everybody else has played six. And finally, the Metropolitan Division has uh, the New York Rangers leading the division at 4-2. and two. 
Devils 3-1-1, Flyers 3-2-1, as are the Blue Jackets, Hurricanes 3-4, Islanders 2-2-1, Penguins 2-4, and and the Capitals 3-1-3. In this division, Islanders, Devils have played five, Blue Jackets, Flyers, Rangers, and Penguins have played six, and the Hurricanes have played seven. So for those keeping score where everybody's team's at, Knicks, Florida Panthers are currently tied for sixth in the Atlantic Division. My Devils sit tied for second. Uh, Give us the nod because we played one last. We are in second in the Metro. And RC's Golden Knights, a team that are not going to be going away anytime soon, currently hold a pretty sizable margin with a 7-0 record. They lead the Pacific again just ahead of the Vancouver Canucks, who are four and two. Well, that breaks down of the frozen frenzy here on uh, this Tuesday on October the 24th. We break it down for you as uh, if you enjoyed it, be sure to give us a comment here on this one. You can also visit us, The Covert Show, at Facebook as well as Twitter. Check out the Instagram as well as The Covert Show. You can email us, thecovertshow at gmail.com. As always, I'm JC. Thanks for listening. This has been The Covert Show, episode number 71.